Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Steph Larson. Steph Larson is a photographer based in the Boston area. She has worked with clients such as CVS, Converse, Timberland, TJ Maxx, and DXL, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Steph about um, how she got into photography, what attracted her to getting into fashion photography, and uh, much, much more. I've uh, been following Steph's work for a while, um, so I was excited to talk to her. Um, she actually has a really cool show coming up January 10th at the Distillery Gallery. Um, she spent all of 2019. Um, she took a Polaroid every day of the year, so she's having a, an exhibit at the Distillery Gallery uh, next week, January 10th. Um, you can go check out her Instagram. She has uh, all the info up on there. Um, should be a really interesting show. Her Instagram is Steph Larson Photo, so definitely go check her out. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, Steph Larson, how you doing? I'm great. We're here on the podcast. Uh, excited to have you. Um, got another member from the Parachute Studio fam- yes. family in the mix. Parachute gang. Um, yes. We're here, end of the last week of uh, 2019. Um, how was your 2019? Were you like proud of the work you made, or like, was it a good year for you? Or? It was awesome. Yeah, I feel like every year is different somehow. Um, pull, pull that mic a little closer to you. Perfect. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Excellent. Um, yeah, 2019, I was usually at this time of year, I try and do this like reflection post or like a few days in a row where I talk about it. I don't know if I'll do it this year because it's been crazy and I have so much to do. But um, yeah, a lot of things, traveling, editorials, cool stuff that has been on my list. It's fun to check that stuff off and I really should think about it more. Yeah, yeah. Are you like a person at like the beginning of the year? Do you like kind of like set goals for yourself or stuff like that or not so much? Or? Yeah, I try to. Um, I try to, you know, have things to look forward to and goals to just pursue, you know, because mm. it's easy to coast on like what you're used to and what your day to day is like. and It's easy to coast through that stuff. But yeah, I definitely try and think about like what do I want to do and yeah. then find a way to make it happen for sure. Yeah, because I think like early on like the first few years or shit maybe like the first 10 years like as an artist you, you it's easy not to like have a plan like mm-hmm. i've been and more and more like i've been trying to have a plan like not even just in terms of like business but like what do i want to create this year mm-hmm. and I, do you feel like having a plan and like having something to work on kind of helps you like a little bit absolutely yeah. yeah so i started working with a business coach a few years ago and it's been kind of on and off, but she's the one that really motivates me to think about that stuff. And yeah. she's the one that kind of set that in my head as something I should think about. Cause you know, like you said, sometimes it's easy to either coast or you're just like, I'm doing fine, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, she kind of makes me think ahead and be like, okay, what is your dream? Like, what are your dream jobs? Like, where do you want to go? Cause yeah. yeah, it's hard to, you know, see beyond what's right in front of you and what you're doing sometimes. So definitely it helps. That's interesting. I never, I've never worked with a business coach. Like, mm-hmm. how did you kind of start that relationship, and what do they kind of, what does a business coach do, really? So I am on the Boston uh, Business Women page, and she made a post on there um, about talking. She, she basically motivates you and like helps you either break down boundaries, and it's like beyond just business stuff too. Um, I feel like she's helped me break down walls in myself that I didn't realize were there. Um, 
so she just talks to you and, and she helps you set goals. She pushes you. She, you, you check in with her every week. She's like, did you do this? Did you email this person? You're like, no. You know, she's like, why not? You know? Um, but yeah, she's just been amazing. And she, she helps me think about my business differently. And she pushes me to do things I wouldn't do on my own. That's smart. It's probably good. Cause I'm, did she come from like a different like business background or was she kind of creative person or? Yeah. Um, well she started her own business. Um, and then, yeah, it's just kind of evolved and she realized she liked helping people and you know, she was like, you know what, I'm going to be a coach and she works with all different people. She has a few photographers. There's like all kinds of different people that she works with. So not just artists, it's all over. No, I think that's smart to kind of reach out to other people that do different things than you rather than this being like, it can be easy to be like stubborn in your ways and be like, I'm going to do this. But to get, you feel like it's good to get other people's perspective on like even, not even creative stuff or even this kind of business stuff you're working on. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have... She doesn't really know my world necessarily, so that helps, yeah. I feel like, because I get so stuck in, well, this is how it is, or this is it, and she's like, well, why, you know? Yeah. So she, yeah, she definitely makes me think of things differently, and yeah, it's been awesome. And it's been on and off, um, you know, I'll go a few months, or I'll go a whole year, and then I'll pick up with her, or, you know, whatever, but it's been awesome, and yeah, she's the one that really keeps me looking forward, so. No, that's great. Yeah. Um, but I guess to go back, like, I was kind of curious, like, where you grew up, and like, how do you kind of get in? into photography initially mm-hmm. uh well i grew up in whitman mass a small little place um yeah photography when i started high school i was doing like you know sports and all this other stuff and then i decided i don't know my i just started i loved taking pictures i loved having a camera like for the middle school dances and like i would make sure i had a camera for everything um my parents always appeased me I was like I need three disposable cameras I have these things I need to take pictures of and you know my dad always loved photography too so when I started getting into photo he was like yes so he was like you know he had a photographer friend Pete that would meet with me and like talk about cameras and oh, like wow. yeah so that was fun and yeah basically it started just taking pictures of my friends and like I would just like walk into the woods and like take pictures of them and dress them up in my clothes and like do stuff so that's kind of where it started and I didn't really I just kept going right from there that's pretty cool so your family was always pretty supportive of you kind of getting into the creative field Mm -hmm. yeah my dad is very creative um yeah and it's always just been something they've just been psyched to get behind like never told me like oh that could be hard like you might not make it like I'm so grateful for that because there's I know a lot of people that had hard experience kind of selling that to their parents which I feel is so weird but oh yeah definitely a lot of people they're like oh you gotta have like you gotta be a lawyer a doctor or whatever so it's yeah like... no my dad was like hey I know someone who's a photographer so he like invited him to my house and yeah. he's talking about cameras and film and yeah. you know this is how it works and yeah he kind of helped foster me like my interest i never got scared i feel like because he didn't make me feel scared no that's awesome yeah because like as you know you you need as much support as you can get in this business absolutely (laughs) oh my god uh so that's really great yeah Uh, do you remember like the first like real camera you got was it were you shooting film starting out or was it digital no so i didn't have my high school i talked to a lot of people um about this a lot of people had dark rooms and stuff in their high school i did not Mm. 
So I didn't learn how to do any film-related stuff, like developing or shooting film, really, until I went to Nisop. But, yeah, I started with a little digital camera. My first one that I got was a Canon G10. Oh, that's a good... I still have that camera. I love that camera. (laughs) Literally, someone the other day asked me, like, oh, I really need this, like, uh, just a basic camera that's nice to, like, do pictures of my makeup or whatever. And I was like, get a G10. Yeah. Like, get one of the G-series Canons. Um, they're awesome. Yep. So that was my first digital camera that I loved because it was back in, like, 2009, 2008. And it had selective color. <laughs> and you could do these all these effects. And you could still enter manual settings on there. So. And the flash was perfect for, like, little, yep. like, event stuff or whatever. Yep, yep. I, that was my first camera, and I loved it. And then I got my Mark II for school um so and i still love the mark too i still have it i still use it um so yeah you mentioned you went to nisop how did you kind of decide to go there over anywhere else you think so i was looking at uh and for people listening nisop is the new england school of photography yes great school unfortunately closing uh and ended well, may 2020 i think is it closing the doors yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but anyways i was looking at schools i knew i wanted to do photo but i was kind of like, okay, should I do like, you know, because I loved English, I loved writing and reading. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll be an English major and a photo minor. So I was like looking at all these schools. I liked Montserrat. I almost went to MassArt. And then I found Nisop. And Nisop was, the old building was in Kenmore Square. And I walked in there and like, Nothing was new. Nothing was shiny. It was kind of busted, but I loved that. Like, you could just feel the creative energy. Like, I felt like you could feel people, like, rolling up their sleeves and, like, working hard in there and creating cool stuff. So that, I mean, I was sold. I went there, did the tour. I was like, this is it. So that's where I went. And it's an interesting school. I I, know, I didn't go to school there, but I took some classes, and I used to rent darkroom space, and it's very... It's a very small school, so it's like, I would imagine it was the experience. You know everyone who's going there. It's mm. got to be a pretty close relationship with the fellow students. Definitely, yeah. When I was there, everybody knew each other. We, You know, everyone lived together because there's no dorms, so you're like, okay, I need roommates, so you oh, like really? find people to live with in the city, and <laughs> yeah, just people from all over the place, too, all over the country, coming, visiting, living in Nisop, traveling from different states, all that, so yeah, the people are amazing. That's my favorite part about it, really. What, what kind of work were you creating while you were there? Like, obviously, looking at your work now, it's a lot of like fashion-based stuff and mm-hmm. other things as well, but uh, were you always kind of shooting that type of work, or what kind of stuff were you working on? So I was so young when I went to Nisop. I was 18, like right. fresh out of high school. Like, oh, I'm going to be a photographer, like going to photo school. Um, I was horrified, so scared. So, I, you, so you were like, you already knew what you wanted to do. Like you, you were had a plan. Like I literally was, I think, too naive to even consider something else because I just knew, oh, I love this. And I was like, you know what? Like yeah. when I was thinking about schools and, oh, maybe I'll do English major. Or maybe I'll study history. I'll be a history teacher or something. Um, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do photo... I'm just going to do photo. I'm going to go all the way for it. So when I started school, again, I was taking pictures of my friends. And, like, I was scared. I didn't really know what I wanted to do because I feel like the age range in Nisop, too, is all over the place. So there's kids like me who are, like, fresh. And, like I said, I was new. I was, like, a baby photographer. I didn't know how to shoot film yet or anything. Um, And then there's people who had gone to college and then 
went to knees up after that. And then there's people who have had a whole lifetime and they've been a whole other person and now they're doing photo. Yeah. So I feel like I I felt a little like intimidated (laughs) because there were a lot of people and and people who had already been photographers before they came to Nisa up and stuff. So I was kind of timid and scared. So I think, (laughs) I think, I think everyone, I had that feeling too in college because you get there and you're like, am I, am I as good as these other people? Like this guy is so good at Photoshop and I don't know shit. It's just like, I remember like the first week of school, everyone was sitting, there was like a little room that was called the pigeon room and it was like the student lounge and everyone was like, it was like before classes had started or it was like just after a class and everyone spilled into that room and we're like, look at my photos, look at my photos. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to show anyone my photos. I was like terrified. (laughs) Um, But at some point I was like, you know what? I embrace my babiness, whatever. And, you know, I just asked my classmates for help because like I didn't really know how to use my camera that I got the mark II. I didn't really know how to use that and like yeah I just was like okay whatever I'm just gonna ask for help and I'm gonna talk to these people because we're all here together yeah I feel like it's a big component of being a photographer is like having that confidence in yourself and I know even with my own work Mm -hmm. it's taken me a long time because you like as you know like once you start trying to do this as a living and you're trying to find clients at least for me like i used to kind of like second guess myself like what do they want mm-hmm. what kind of work do i need to create yeah but then i think more lately i just been like you know what like i can't worry about that i just have to shoot the work i want and like put it out there and if people are into it they're into it if not no but do you kind of have those like internal struggles starting out this kind of oh my god yeah <laughs> like first of all i still feel like i don't really know what i want to shoot like i love doing what i do but i'm like what else what else is there like i know there's more i don't really know yeah um but yeah back then i was like i literally have no clue yeah whatever i feel like in the moment is what i'm gonna do yeah and i feel like that's kind of how i've cruised through i think that's the best way to be life. As, yeah. i think that's like the best way to be as like an artist or photographer is just be curious about the world and like absolutely kind kind of dip your toe in a lot of different water and you know some stuff might work some stuff might not you know yeah and it was really fun like first year you learn everything basic stuff how to use a camera developing film color black and white film all that stuff and then second year you kind of pick what lanes you want to try so that's the cool part about NISOP I feel like is you try different areas of photography so there's like editorial there's photojournalism there's documentary there's fashion there's portraiture there's architecture like there's a lot of stuff um, to try so I tried I tried everything really yeah Um, and then yeah fashion at the time was only a minor for credential reasons I don't know but I could not take that class until term two which was like halfway through the second year so you're almost done with school i only had 20 weeks to try fashion and you've been like waiting for this class yeah (laughs) seriously you're like plotting i'm gonna shoot but really though so i couldn't take fashion until the last 20 weeks of my nisop career and that's kind of i mean it definitely took it took a long time in that class to like find my footing because also i felt like a lot of my classmates at the time were doing this like high fashion like models and stuff and my stuff at the time was like really lifestyle-y and like you know I don't know kind of just different and I felt like oh no am I is this fashion photography am I doing it and like I just (laughs) kind of felt out of place there too because my work didn't look like anyone else's and then by the very end I was like yes I know it I'm doing it and like the last few weeks of school I pulled it together and you know the history is here so do you feel like going to photography school was like a useful experience for you you absolutely yeah it's funny this like people ask me this and it's kind of like 
people are half and half about it. Like, oh, photo school, you don't need it. Like, screw photo school. Like, it's in you. Like, your art and stuff. Um, you don't need anyone to tell you what to do kind of thing. But for me, oh, my God, I would have been terrified. I don't think I would never be the person I am without it, mm-hmm. first of all. Like, I learned so much. And the people I met and, you know, just everything about it definitely gave me the confidence to be a photographer. No, I agree. I think it just like gives you time to like figure out who you are. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a real gift if you can. And you're like, yeah, the two years you're just like making shit. That's kind of, I wish I went, I, looking back on it now, I wish I went with the NESOP for, cause I went to like a four year program and it was just like, it was good. I loved it. But I think the NESOP environment is just so unique. Like we said, cause it's just very, it's, it's a smaller school and you're kind of this like really mm-hmm. close with your classmates. And yeah. Stuff. And you're just producing photos. Like everyone's doing something different. You're looking at photos and doing critiques and yeah, it's amazing. Honestly, I am a big fan of going to school and studying it, meeting your people, you yeah. know, meet your people, <laughs> like get comfortable with yourself, like really embrace what you want to do. I'm totally there for it. And like with fashion work, like what about fashion work kind of interested you? Like, like you say, you kind of seem like you pretty much had an interest in that from the get go. Like, were you like into, are you into clothes and fashion, like the designer aspect of it? Mm -hmm. Or what kind of piqued your interest with that type of work, you think? So I think initially just the creativity part of it, like being able to create characters and stuff, like dressing people I knew up as different people and like getting to play with like lighting and the mood and stuff that's what got me in initially and like now same thing it's just I love like there's so many creative juices flowing when you're on a fashion set because there's so many creatives you know like there's the stylist there's makeup artists there's models models are so creative they bring so much to the table they inspire you you have art direction you have lighting there's so many components that make a picture for fashion and it's just so much fun to like play with all that and pick up on people's energy and just create yeah. That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I, I guess I was like, for myself, I've never really done fashion work, and like, yeah, you know, I look at it. I, you know, I probably should learn more about it to be honest. Um, but like you said, it, it, fashion work, it really is like a team thing, mm-hmm. like because you have to have a good stylist, like you said, the model, um, this like the hair and makeup. It's it for the shoots you do. Is it pretty much important to have like a good team of people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if any single person is off, you can feel it. Yeah. In the picture. So you need people who are passionate, creative, like people who are all in to like get to the final results, you know, because it is like like if, you know, the photographer is having a bad day or isn't into it, it flops. If the model doesn't bring it, flops. Hair and makeup's off or the styling's off, flop. So I feel like everyone brings their a-game all the time because you need to yeah you know and everyone has like their own skill like mm-hmm. everyone's sh- like looking at it completely different and and i'm like- sure starting out you because you you don't have all the resources or the network yet you when you're first starting out you probably had to try to do all that yourself oh yes yeah yeah it's insane so you yeah find people yeah you build your network fast and it's funny i'm dealing with this with my students right now because i'm teaching them all this stuff yeah um but yeah like styling things yourself hard mm-hmm. really hard you know or you like have the model bring things and you bring things and you mix it and hopefully you get something that looks good yeah, hopefully yeah, hopefully it doesn't look budget <laughs> exactly or you have them do their own hair and makeup and you're like oh, i don't know and like asking someone to do their own hair and makeup's a lot but mm-hmm. you know you have to make it work yeah yeah because like 
uh, that must be a hard thing like obviously starting out like finding if you want to be a fashion photographer like you have to be able to work with like good models because mm-hmm. uh, like it or not people that are hiring you they're gonna look at how they look and how they present themselves like how do you when you're first starting out and don't have a lot of money like how do you find models that are gonna look professional for your book or mm-hmm. whatnot like how do you how do you do it this is like so funny because i'm teaching my kids this <laughs> my students um but yeah it's like you have to do your research first of all think about the people that you can get so either other students so mass art designers or LaSalle College or any of those you can find designers that are making clothes that need pictures that kind of thing Um, agencies you reach out to them for testing I didn't do that I didn't even know how to do that stuff like back then yeah how does that even obviously I've never I've heard people talk about this but like how does that work like you can reach if you're a photographer because I would imagine the agencies want their models to have new work for their book to show so but, is it kind of like a bartering thing kind, kind of? of yeah the thing is they don't want their models to work with people who aren't experienced or they're not going to get something from the pictures because yeah. everyone's time is important yep. so you really have to prove yourself yeah um basically you have to like email and email or go meet with the people and show them your portfolio and try and sell them like hey i'm great yep. like you should let me work with some of your models and then you get one chance and you do a good job or you don't do a good job and then sometimes your your opportunity is terminated if you don't pull together so it's yeah you have to be super motivated and you have to be inspired and excited and yeah you have to sell yourself you have to gain people's trust yeah they have to know that they're going to get something from their time that they're giving you do you ever use like I know that one website Model Mayhem? Have you oh, ever... I was on that back in the day. I've actually I actually have used it myself, not for fashion because I was trying to shoot like some fitness stuff. And there's, I mean, it's wild west out on the. Oh model. my god, <laughs> that some, is the best there, way to describe there, it. There's some wild ass people on there. <laughs> like a hats off to them. But... I don't. Is it still around? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my it's, god. I actually just looked at it recently. Um, uh, and it, now it's like a subscription base. So like, if you want to be able to talk, mm. you pay like ten dollars or something but but yeah it's like a resource because there's actually you can find like pro models that are on there yeah because they're trying to build their name and get their book up so it's like a good resource not even for for fashion photographers but if you're just trying to like work yeah i wish there were more of those like more more things like that um but that's like now they have facebook groups for models photographers hair makeup that kind of thing so there's more resources like that but yeah i use model mayhem because i didn't know how to contact the agencies and i didn't know where they were or what they were anything like that so back when i was building my portfolio at nisop i was on there and i actually met some cool people oh yeah and i still know them and i still photograph them sometimes um i did meet some cool people there that lived in the austin brighton area because you get to search by location so that's where i lived when i went to nisop so i found some cool people to photograph on that um because i didn't know about agencies and first of all i think if i did i would be too scared to like even try it so (laughs) talking to real people on model mayhem was easier yeah it's just a progression you know (laughs) and with like within fashion photography like like i said i i don't know a ton about it is there do you feel like is there like niches within fashion photography are there like fashion photographers that primarily shoot men or primarily shoot women oh definitely so do you feel like do you have like a niche for yours or like Mm. how do you kind of approach it you think Man, I wish I had more of a niche. I feel like, like I said, I'm kind of, I feel like I always am like, oh, I wish I had more of like a specialty thing. And I think I do maybe. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's definitely people who 
have a look and a feel and they get hired over and over again for that thing. Um, my niche, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm just creative and I, I try and put a lot of energy into it with lighting. I try and do like unconventional things. Um, yeah, I wish I had more of a niche in my head about yeah. what exactly. I think it just takes time. Like, but like, I think like, uh, the longer I've been doing this, even like when I go to show my book a lot and I don't even realize this, you'll like show it to an art producer or an editor and they'll be like, oh, you should shoot more groups or you should shoot mm. more women yeah. to have like a broader, I guess you can play it either way. Like you can try to have like a diverse body of work and try to cater to a broader client right, or right. more have a niche. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. but Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, that's a good point. Like... But the thing is, and I feel like where I end up landing every time I try and think about this is like, I always feel like I always try and reach out to other people for their opinion about my stuff. And then I'm like, what is my own opinion? Yeah. Do I have my own opinion? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm just kind of like riding the wave and like seeing what comes at me. And I'm, I'm trying to be inspired and pursue things that I want to do. And that's it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And like being that we're in like the Boston area, like, I was kind of curious to talk to you about, like, how's the fashion market here? Like, have you ever felt pressure to move to New York? Cause New York's, like, the mecca for fashion. Yeah, yeah. Like, was it, like, New York and what, like, Milan pretty much are pretty big, right? Yeah, California, L.A., they do a lot of stuff, too. Mm, you know, Miami, yep. Chicago is coming up. There's, oh, interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot going on. But, yeah, I remember, like, so my stu- my roommate while I was at, Nisop was from California. So I would go out with him on like any break we had. I would go with him and it was so much fun. And I was like, I'm moving to California. Like, yeah. fuck this. I'm going there right after Nisop. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And I feel like I had such a like weird. And I think it's because people tell you like, oh, Boston's like, there's nothing here. And oh, you should be in New York. If you're trying to do this, you're not going to get anywhere here. And I feel like I heard that a lot. And then I felt that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to move. I'm going to move. And then I like, Got to this point where I was like, like hating Boston. I was like, ah, I just can't wait to leave. Like, I want to leave so bad. I want to move so bad. Um, And then opportunities kept coming up for me. Like, I feel like anytime I felt like now's the time I got to go, like something was landed in my lap, like a cool job or, you know, other opportunities. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll stay. And like, as the years have gone on, I've loved it more and more and I don't see myself leaving that much anymore. It's weird. I never thought I would feel this way. But yeah, as the years pass, I've loved it more and more. And I've kind of felt my roots grow here a little, little bit more. And, you know, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, I used to think like that, too. I'd be like, oh, I'm like missing out on opportunities. But like if you have like really good work and like you're very like uh, proactive and like marketing your stuff, like. Shit, there's, like, photographers that live in the Boston area that don't even really shoot here. Right. They shoot around the world. And that's my goal, I think, now, at this point, is, like, right now, I feel like, in the industry, people can live all over the place and get the jobs they want. And, yeah, does it help to be right there in New York or right there in L.A.? But is there ways to do it without being there? Like, for sure. And I think you see that more and more. Like, people live where they want to live, and they 
get to fly all over the world and all over the different states all the time to make the work they want to make. So that is inspiring to me. And we're lucky enough, like, I think about this all the time, we live really close to New York. Like, you can get down there. I try to, like, go down there as much as I can just to show my work. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's a little more hustle. Like, it's a... Those days are long, like waking up at four in the morning, taking the bus down or driving down. But like, it's just putting in that work. It's not like impossible. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's just a different hustle. Like, For uh, sure. Because yeah, there is definitely an advantage to living in those markets because you're going to see people at parties and just kind of meet them like right, naturally. Right. So like, Absolutely. it's just a little more effort if you want to find different clients in different markets. I think that's how I kind of look at it. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, like with the studio and like all these other things, I'm like, you know what? I could see myself here and I can make like going other places and getting jobs happen like from where I am. Hell yeah. You know, that can happen. Definitely. It's, it's happening already. It's here. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so when you got out of Nisop, like what was kind of your first step into the photo world? Like, did you kind of have like a goal in mind for what you wanted to do or like what was kind of your first uh, step to do like well, a, any assisting or anything like that i kind of did things backwards i feel like um <laughs> i got a photo job working at this e-com I, I was shooting e-com for this little boutique company and um i did that i got that job like through another knee stopper she was leaving the job and was like hey i'm leaving do you want this and i was like yeah so it was full time and it was crazy and i had a bunch of hats on but it was like the best way to be introed into okay you're out of school and this is it like and were you guys shooting like product or is it mostly models models or? clothes on models like lookbooks type stuff yeah. that kind of thing like content i needed content for the social because this is when instagram was starting to become bigger like this yeah. is back you know in 2012 yeah. obviously instagram was around but yep. it's still fresh i feel like D yeah definitely so i had to like do the website photos like impact pictures and stuff for websites and then actual product photography so i was doing a lot of stuff is the product product photography something you enjoy? Like, do you feel like that's like, is that like an asset? Like, fashion photographers should like like ecom or just like I don't yeah the shooting the actual product. Is yeah. So right now I kind of do a mix of stuff, but I feel like it's definitely something. It's it's just like good to have under your belt is to be able to do something like that well because mm. every company needs that stuff. So if you can do it, like that's a great way to work. You know what I mean? Definitely. And yeah, it's just a good skill to have. But yeah, I was doing all that stuff for that company and I didn't last very long there because it was a lot. It was a lot of stuff. And then I ended up applying for another job, yep. which was for another boutique company who needed social pictures, website pictures, same thing, but like more my style. So okay. like the clothes were cool and the owner of the store, it's the flock, it's flock in the South end, Danny. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, I started working for her. So I left that company. So I was there for like a year and then I did flock for a few years and then I was ready to move on. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like what can I do now? Yeah, and because oh, like, sorry, the, go ahead. yeah, because like the e-commerce stuff, I've, uh, just recently, uh, worked on a few jobs with, uh, uh, DXL and you know yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. guys over there Yeah, and I haven't really worked on a lot of jobs like that and it's the amount of volume that like some of these clothing companies I just didn't realize it it's like intense like oh my god yeah. they're shooting every day like dozens of products every day mm -hmm. and it's just like this uh, when you're shooting that like e-commerce stuff I feel like just watching some of these guys like do you get burnt out because it's just so much yeah so that's kind of where I was at yeah. and it, it wasn't my two opportunities that I talked about were not like that, where I was like every day shooting like hundreds and hundreds, but I did, I was starting to feel stagnant, like 
I wanted to do something different or I wanted to try something else or see what else was out there. Like more creative because a lot of that yeah. stuff can be kind of stale to a certain degree. Like- yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you know, you feel it when you're ready to move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, didn't know what to do. And actually Heather. Um, McGrath. Yep. Heather McGrath was like, hey, how would you feel about like joining the studio? We need a studio mate. And I was like, oh my God, like what? I was like, it was so out of my head that I would do that. And I was like, well, I'm like trying to quit this job and you're asking me to like take on a bill like for a studio. Yep. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Yes, I'll do it. Sure. <laughs> so I like walked into that opportunity again, like kind of like, uh, I don't have a job. I'm starting freelance. First of all, I never thought I would be freelance. I never thought I'd have a studio. Oh, so really? Like, like you just always thought you'd work directly for a company pretty much? I don't know. Yeah. I guess I was not believing myself or something, thinking I could make it no, happen. You, no, you're a rational person. <laughs> oh, maybe too rational. Too rational, yeah. My, my rational brain, yeah, now I'm just crazy because I've completely eliminated that apparently. But yeah, I, I was like really scared of freelance and like really scared of a studio because mm-hmm. I had never done that and I never imagined that. I just always thought I would like have a job and have a steady life or who knows. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have these big aspirations for myself. Like I'm going to shoot the cover of Vogue or I'm going to move to New York. It's just like, I, I don't know. I was limiting myself, I think, because I was scared of like. It's taking it how it comes. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, sure. I guess I'm going to do this studio with Heather. And yeah, that was a whole thing. And from there, that's when I started assisting. Okay. So I do feel like I kind of did things backward and not the way people do it sometimes. But yeah, so I was a photographer shooting a bunch for a few years and then I joined freelance world. So I was like, okay, I need to make ends meet. I need to like build my client list. So I started assisting. Were you assisting like Heather? and no- Mostly no- Heather. Yeah. So yeah, it was so fun. Getting, good, good person to learn from. Oh my God. Amazing person to learn from. I've like become such a better person, like watching her work and, you know, learning from her. Yeah. She took me under her wing and she supported me and pushed me. And again, like that's exactly what I needed yeah. at that time. And she helped me survive, you know? So yeah, that's where that happened. And then slowly over that course, I started, you know, getting my own clients and doing some new stuff and, you know. Yeah, that's really amazing. And think I've always been kind of envious of like uh, you guys at Parachute, and then even like this kind of hear about your first studio with Heather and I think it was Casey, right? Yep, Heather, Casey, and Dan. Who, yeah. So the four of us, six out of the six um, at Parachute, were at the first one. It must be like really. Was it like motivating just being like in this community of other people that are like have a similar goal to you? This kind of being in that environment. Totally. I felt like again so out of their league. Like I felt so out of Heather's league that. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe like I'm here. I'm doing this. It was so cool. And yeah, like to have their support and like for her to tell me I can do it and you can be doing this. And, you know, I didn't think that of myself. I I don't know why, but she, she put it in my head to be confident and to keep pushing, you know? Yeah. Cause she saw that like, first of all, she was like, you're good. And I was like, oh, okay. You know? So that was awesome. And yeah, she just pushed me. She's like, you can do this. Like, and it's getting to see what they do because they're like a couple years in front of you, like in their career. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, Heather's 10 years older than me, too. All right, all There's right. a 10 year gap. Yeah. So, you know, different parts of our lives and different parts of our careers. And we're still that way. Yeah. All of us, all of us at Parachute, different parts of our lives. Like Pat has a family, has yep. a kid, a wife, a house. Like we're all in different parts of our lives and stuff. So it's really fun. Yeah, to see where everyone's at and talk about it, you know? So when you kind of started breaking off freelance, like, you're shooting, like, who are some of the first clients you were working with and, like, how are you kind of getting your work out there? 
Mm-hmm. So it started with like smaller companies, like small businesses. I love small businesses. Like a company like dress designer was one of them. Like bag designer was one of them. And then I ended up doing. And were you just kind of like cold calling them or like this email? People them? found me. All like right. honestly. And like Heather has always said this about me. Like, oh, like your Instagram. I'm like, I'm not even good at Instagram. I post sometimes. But she's like, your work is good. And you put it online and people see it and they contact you. Oh, yeah. And she's like, that is like awesome. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about it, you know. But she's like telling me like, no, you're doing good. Like, yeah, I've been so fortunate. So so far like so many people have found me and like either from referrals or you know heathers like dragging me to these things like you need to go to this adhesive you need to go to this event like meet these people like yeah. she's always connected me but yeah being connected with people showing up to things being present in the world meeting people and also like the more jobs you do like the more people you're on set with like even like so rue rue la la rue guilt group so rue and guilt shoot in the same studio so that was one of my first big ones and like, rue la la is like it's, it's like a subscription a subscription like clothing website how does that's basically what it is right yeah so they sell like luxury clothing like brands it's like yeah so it's like you sign up and you be on it and you get your member on it. But yeah, they sell clothes and bags and all kinds of stuff. So you're saying you're shooting work with them. So I started there and like that place is awesome because you just are constantly creative all the time. And you know, you're doing all kinds of stuff. Like you're shooting a gown, you're shooting this, you're shooting that and you're making impact shots. So you're not doing like the e-com stuff. You're making like appealing images to people okay. that will make them want to click so, oh, so you guys would even like shoot on location and things like oh that. yeah all over like yeah. cramming in a van driving somewhere cool okay that's exciting it's when, so fun because when i think of like e-commerce like i worked at hasbro the toy company for a year doing all their stuff and it was this like all we do is shoot on white on white si- right right no out. no i don't do any of that stuff that's like a, that's awesome it's crazy it's like a marathon because everyone again it's everyone's creative energy and we do the sets like you make sets in the studio or you go to the a location and you have a lot of shots to do in a day but all of you are grinding to make something cool and yeah that was one of my first ones and that was so much fun um and i'm still there freelancing it's only freelance so i'm there like once or twice a week maybe oh damn that's or awesome. whenever yeah. yeah whenever they need me or whenever i'm available we work it out i've been there for a few years now freelance but yeah and like i was saying like a lot of art directors and like photo assistants and all these other people who I've worked with there move on Mm -hmm. and they get other jobs and they become our producers somewhere that yeah like they're at an agency working or they're at Converse now or you know like they're everywhere so it's just amazing to like have met these people and work with them and like have your relationship carry out yeah so that's helped me too yeah like meeting so many people and staying connected with them you know that's like the, the major important part of this business is obviously you got to have good work. Um, that's just like a starting point. But then it's just like this building those relationships. It's mm-hmm. like, for me at least, it's uh, it's I, I, I've done promo cards and maybe I've gotten like some work that way, but not so much. It's really this like building those relationships. Like you said, I think it's like so smart. Like what you guys have done with Parachute is you guys are like a real like presence in the community within Boston because you guys throw all these events and mm-hmm. it's like, and this, like I said, getting to be around those people, it's just like you get advice from all these different creative people, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things 
we wanted for Parachute was it for to be a place that people can work. And we're all people. (laughs) That's the other thing. Like, yes, we're all like professionals and we all have skills in like the photo fields, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But like, we're also people. We also like have other goals and other dreams and we can all meet each other where we're at, you (laughs) know? No, it's great. And you know, one thing like when you're first starting out and you're working with clients, um, did it take you a while to kind of get used to like the business aspect of it, like knowing what to charge and like uh, being able to like push back? Because like for me, like it took me a long time to like have the confidence to be like, like ask for more money sometimes and like negotiate the usage and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is that like an aspect the business side, something like you've been good at or like? Yeah, I think too, like working with the business coach and like having friends like Heather and everyone else like that I'm around, like help each other out because we're all in the same boat, Mm -hmm. you know? But also I think for pricing, like think about what you, first of all, we all need to survive. Yeah. Like that's what I'm trying to teach my students now. It's like, okay, think about, add up all your expenses, figure out how many times a month you want to shoot and like figure that out. Cause then that helps like, cause uh, yeah, like especially when you're starting out, you're like, what is my worth? What is my worth? And you're questioning yourself so much. What am I worth? What am I worth? So it's easier if you make it concrete, like, okay, this is my worth because I want to work this many days a week and yep. this is how much I need to make. Yeah. So no, that helps. No, it's smart because I think early on I was just like, anybody was like, hey, we have this much money. You, you're down to shoot? I'm like, yes. Like, yep. there, yeah. There, I there, mean, there's no, like, and there's still things like that that you're going to do. Of course. You know, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, as you become comfortable and established and like start having goals that you want to reach etc. And also when things come up that aren't exactly for you, then you get this confidence to be like, okay, if I'm going to do this, yep. then this is what I need to do it for. No, for sure. Um, and you know, I was excited to talk to you when we were setting this up. Um, you did a really cool project this year. You shot Polaroids, uh, every day of uh 2019 so you still got a couple left yep yep i haven't done mine today maybe i'll do one of you before i leave all right, all right. <laughs> good thing i shaved the other day <laughs> uh, but yeah like what kind of prompted you to do that project like was it something you were thinking about for a while or so last christmas on christmas day my sister gave me this notebook and she so 2018 or 2000 end of 2017 maybe i started shooting polaroids okay because my friend tori's fiocla who's amazing i went to nice up with her she's like the polaroid queen and everything she posted all of her polaroids were just blo- like blowing my mind i was like these are amazing so we had some polaroid dates and i started buying cameras and i started shooting polaroids and i like fell in love with them um and then christmas came and my sister was like you should do a polaroid a day like she's the one who challenged me to do it because 2018 i there's like an app on my phone i think it's one second every day and i took a second every day of last year on my phone yeah yeah. so i that was fun and she's like you should do it with polaroids this year and i was like oh my god that's a lot of money and all this other stuff and i was like you know what yes did you buy all the film at the beginning or gradually no i kind of i had some film that you know i was like all right i can use this but 
Yeah, I just bought it as I needed it. All right. Luckily, on Polaroid Originals, so Polaroid Originals is who sells the film now. Okay. So you go online, and they have reward programs. So if you buy things, you get a coupon, you get free this, or you get discount. So that has helped a lot, that they have the rewards program. Mm -hmm. um, and then people have been awesome. People donate film to me. They send All me right. film. Like, there's <laughs> been a handful of awesome, like, friends who support me that send me stuff. So that was awesome. Um, but yeah, my sister was like, you should do it. And I was like, okay. And I said, sure that's exciting like in like going into the project was it did you have like a goal of what you're gonna capture with it or was it more just kind of on the fly or how did yeah. you approach it so i didn't want to put so much pressure on myself to make like a perfect picture every day because that's not realistic no. you know and like some days you don't have time you're you're like t you're like moving around you're going to this and that and you're busy and you know you don't have the opportunity to make something amazing so I try not to think about what I want to do too much and like I remember when the project first started I would feel like ooh, that could be a Polaroid that could be a Polaroid and I was like my whole head was like exploding <laughs> yeah, yeah and then I was like no like chill out don't think about it so much and like whatever presents itself or it's a moment or it's a person you're with or it's light that you see whatever it is you just need to capture one thing a day and doesn't have to be perfect now would you put like were you only allowed to take one per day or because because i'm saying like what if you took one in the morning but then uh, something else happened in the afternoon you're like oh that's even a better picture yeah did you have those like stipulations on it no or? so i also try not to like limit myself and be like oh you can only take one right. because some days i would shoot polaroids like for fun yeah. of a model or whatever yeah yeah or you know some days i just wanted to take more than one but some days I took one picture yep. and I was like, whatever, I'm doing one picture. Mm -hmm. And if it comes out, it comes out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like I yep. didn't like really take a picture and be like, oh, this isn't good. I'm going to retake it. Okay. Not really. Yeah. Um, like there were some days where I did more than one of the same thing to like try a different angle or something. But that's right. like me being a photographer, you know, <laughs> but not. Like, There's three dollars right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two dollars. Yeah. Like just burn it. Yeah. But yeah, it's I try not to think about it too hard. Try not to limit myself too much that kind of thing um and yeah not all of them are perfect yeah. there are duds in there there are pictures that are out of focus or blurry overexposed underexposed didn't come out like they're not all perfect um we call that art sauce yeah exactly <laughs> no and honestly like I, I plan on showing it in a grid and it, it's really cool in a grid to see that kind of stuff and like it's the nature of the film will they be in order like sequential or like from like january to so i plan on doing like grids like a grid, like a calendar of each month. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to hopefully me and Dan, my student mate Dan, um, are going to be making shelf system and we'll put them on like shelves. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're doing a whole show with it coming up. What? January, yep. January 10th, 10th at the distillery gallery, which is the building that parachute is in. So okay. if you guys, anyone's been to parachute, it's in that building in the gallery space. Oh, that's exciting. So it'll just be just your work in that show. Yeah, My first solo show. All right. Yeah. And it's, it's like exciting because it's not perfect. And like, I feel like, especially as photographers, and with Instagram and everything, you're so like, oh, I need to put my best foot forward and show the best stuff. And like, here's my highlight reel of everything I've done. And like, these are my beautiful pictures. So it's kind of refreshing and scary yeah. to like show something that's not 100% perfect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I had this conversation with this dude, uh, Brian, this photographer in LA last week. And I was talking to him because like Instagram is really interesting because it's like, you're like curating your like whole life or work and every, it's like you're an art director in your own life uh -huh. and 
it's very interesting to see different people's approach because when I talked to him, he's like, nah, fuck that, man. He's like, it doesn't be perfect. He'll just like post random pictures of his family and yeah. sometimes they'll be work. And I'm like, I'm actually like, that's actually kind of cool because it like, he's like, yeah, it gives people a sense of like who I am as a person. Yeah, yeah. Because I think the people way... People want that the most, I feel like. Yeah. Everyone, like... like there's so many people who can make a good picture, but like, are you a good person? Like I... what, what is the quality of like, what matters to you? Like... Yeah. Who are you? What fills your soul? What I, like, inspires you? I think Heather Heather does it really well. Oh, yeah. She's... Her stories have me laugh my ass off sometimes. Oh, my God. And you can tell, like, oh, that's probably a fun person to work with. Oh, her personality just bursts through everything, you yeah. know? And I think that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, what what kind of person are you? Yeah. You get that sense when you when you share that stuff about yourself. No, nah, it's interesting. Um, but to go back to the Polaroids, so, like, showing the work is that something you enjoy, like the gallery stuff? Because I think I noticed on your Instagram you did it. You had a show, I forget, I think at uh, Red Sky Studio yep, a couple yep, of years ago. Yep. So is that like the fine art stuff and kind of exhibiting? Yeah. That's, there's so many sides to myself and like my photos, I feel like. And that's kind of how I feel about my work too. Um, like I have this really colorful, energetic stuff. And then I have this really moody and artsy stuff. Yeah. And then I have this stuff that is like, what is this? Yeah. fine art stuff like this kind of project and the stuff I did for Red Sky but yeah it's been on my goal list like the past couple of years to do more of that stuff create more things for myself it's just my vision or just for fun or, and yeah. you know just like have fun with it so yeah it's been on my goal list to do more of it and you know, when I first decided to do this, I wasn't sure what I would do. And then I was like, "Dur, there's a gallery space in this building. I should write them first. And yeah. they were like, okay. So it. I was like, excellent. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited for it to show them all and see how everyone feels about it and see how I feel about it. Because I haven't seen, I've only looked at it a month at a time, really. Like right. I'll lay them out and make sure like at the end of each month, I'll lay them out and make sure that I have everything. Like Got nothing's it. missing. Like one of them isn't in my backpack or something. Cause you know, when I'm out, I'm taking pictures, I'm putting them in my pockets yeah. and they end up <laughs> random places. So yeah. I'm like, make sure I have all of them accounted for. You got, you got March with August and July. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, if there are days where I've done more than one, like which one am I going to use for the project? And that, that's been tough to be honest, because I'm like, what do I want to show? Do I want to show where I was or who I was with or, you know, like what, what matters? And it's like the overall, it's not just one picture. It's like your overall body of work. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, then there's like, oh, does this Polaroid look better between this one and this one? If I'm showing it this way, which is, again, I don't want to think about it like that, but you can't help it when you're a photographer and you're yeah. planning it, you know? Um, what do you kind of take away from like working on this project? Was it kind of like a good challenge to you to kind of like do something creative every day or what was kind of was like a takeaway from it? Yeah. Well, first of all, so many photographers and people, when I say I'm doing this, are like, I could never do that, which I think is crazy. Like you could, you know, but it's a lot of work, yeah. you know, and it's a commitment for sure. But I think like there were so many pictures that I took for this project that I would never have taken yeah. if not for the project, yeah. you know, like, first of all, like sentimental things, like getting to photograph my family a lot. Like anytime I was with my family, we did a group picture, which was cool. Like we don't do that kind of thing. And like, I took so many pictures of myself, which is weird. Like I never do that either. Yeah. So that was cool. And like, just like there were days where a lot of days where I would like get into my bed and then close my eyes and then be like, shit, I didn't take my Polaroid today. <laughs> they had to get up and go. Yeah, and like <laughs> some people have been like, oh, like, so would you just do it the next day? I'm like, no, I got up at, you know, midnight or 11 o'clock and I made the picture. So I always had to get creative in my apartment, like 
where I'm at, wherever I am and make something. And most of the time they came out cool. And like, I would have never taken that picture if not for that project. So that has been the fun part for sure. I think it's smart just to like, yeah, this use that muscle, the creative muscle. It's kind of like, exactly. You're a challenge. Cause I look at it like, you have the we like we all have this skill like to as being a photographer like you have the vision you understand light you understand you spent years working on like this the technical aspect of it like you should use it you know absolutely i love that honestly and yeah like polaroid too like this medium first of all is magical yeah instagram was like based off of instagram i mean polaroid like they're like okay we here's all these filters to make them look like polaroids like seriously yeah that's basically what it was made off of originally but like the cameras have limitations did you use the same camera the whole year did it break or no so i have a bunch of polaroids so i like i have sx70 i have a spectra i have multiple 600 cameras like all kinds of stuff and they all have different like superpowers like one of them has like a self timer button all right but you can't turn the flash off with it so okay. you are forced to use the flash with that camera Got it. there's other 600 cameras i have that you can use a flash or not use a flash the sx70 has a flash you know like there's like different reasons or different limitations depending on whatever camera you have also each day so steph's you know, just out here walking around six polar she's actually <laughs> with like six polar <laughs> i only brought one with me today which is kind of surprising because i usually have like two with me but yeah different polaroids have different things like some of them you can get closer to people yeah, yeah. some of them you have to be really far away to get things sharp so like i had that challenge every day too and like yeah, yeah. not exciting you think are, you think you'll do it again next year are you going to give it a break or? honestly the thought of not doing it kind of makes me sad i'm like oh my god like i i want I feel like I'll have a Polaroid with me all the time. Hell yeah. Maybe not take pictures every day like I have been, but I think I will always have one with me. That's the way to do it. Like, just keep it, keep it moving. For sure. Uh, no, it's been so awesome. I, I really have enjoyed it. And I was looking at um, your Instagram. You posted recently uh, this project. Your, I don't think it's just your project. It's a bunch of women working on it mm-hmm. in, in this body. Yep. Um, I was kind of curious because I saw like Ingrid was kind of producing it. Yep. And, a bunch of women in the Boston area working on it. What's that project all about? So Caroline Elward is amazing. Um, it's her documentary, and it's her podcast I love, and right. I listen to it all the time. But basically about body image and, you know, women, like how we deal with that and like coming to terms with it, understanding it and releasing ourselves from it. Um, so yeah, she asked me like, so she was doing this documentary. She's been planning it for a while and you know, she's awesome. She wanted all woman power on it and Ingrid, yeah, produced it and they asked me to do portraits and we didn't really know what was, what it was going to be. Like she had inspiration pictures for me and stuff, but yeah, it was four women I had never met and we spent a morning at parachute, like spending like you know, 45 minutes with each person. And basically it was just me and the women in front of me and, and Ingrid and Caroline. And I kind of felt it out, moved the light around. I only had one light, All right. kept it super simple. And it was so much fun, like black and white, beautiful. Like there was so much emotion there. Like it's so much beauty that it just kind of took the wheel from me. And you know you just create and so they're kind of interviewing each subject about their experience like body image and things like that yeah so yeah they basically caroline kind of talked about like how do you feel kind of in a bad place how do you feel in a good place like Mm -hmm. kind of thing so we kind of emulated in both 
in the photos. So it was fun. Um, yeah, different music. We started off really slow and then we picked it up and like to see the energy shift throughout the day. Like she had like an interview process where she asked them a few questions or talked to them and we kind of captured how they felt. And yeah, yeah, I'm so bummed that I couldn't be there on the, um, day that they filmed it because I was teaching at Nisop that day. Oh yeah, I saw the behind the scenes but it seemed like a goddamn party over there. Yeah, there. I'm like, like my heart was so sad that I had to miss it. But yeah, I teach on Saturdays at Nisop now. So And do you know when that like project's coming out or the video or So I know her goal is like International Women's Day. Okay. Which I think is sometime in March. Got it. So yeah, I think she's definitely early next year she's going to be grinding on it and i'm sure they've already started but yeah i'm so excited and like to have been a part of that and to be asked to do it and like to create that kind of work like i don't get to shoot i don't really shoot portraits that often and like i love that shit so yeah yeah it was really nice and so much fun to do something like that um again use a different part of your brain like flex a different creative muscle and you know yeah make it come to life so no it's so a, a really interesting collaboration and like you know like going off that i was always kind of curious like being in fashion like we said like for the most part when you look at fashion work it's like really good looking people mm-hmm. and like very like you look at the women they're usually very skinny mm-hmm. and like as a fashion photographer um like with the body image and stuff like would you like to see those trends change in magazines? Or oh, like, yeah, yeah, and it is. Like, this year and, like, even last year, like, things have changed a lot. Yeah. Like, you're seeing so much diversity. You're just, like, seeing, like, people with freckles, which I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I wasn't really seeing much of that before. Or, like, you know, just, like, you're seeing people for who they are. We're embracing our bodies. And we see people as beautiful mm-hmm. instead of... I mean, they're still models. That's yep. the thing. They're, they're using different kinds of models. They're still models, but yep. I just feel like everybody's embracing that and seeing actual real people is it excites people more. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, there's a huge change happening with that. Like, people on magazines, people in ads, in campaigns. Like, like you're seeing it, and it's happening, and it's awesome. No, that's good. I was, I was just kind of interested in your perspective on that. That's interesting. Yeah, because I, I think I saw a couple magazine covers this year. I was like might have been like women's health or something i forget and they did like no makeup or yeah that, which i thought yeah. was really cool and like yeah i did some shoots with cbs beauty and they don't do retouching and yeah that whole thing i'm seeing it and like i'm shooting with these parameters and it is empowering for sure no nah, that's exciting and i guess to wrap up we're here at the end of 2019 we got uh christmas eve is tomorrow oh my god i still have christmas shopping yeah, oh me, my yeah god. Me, me too uh Jesus. i guess like um going into 2020 like anything you're hoping to work on any goals for the new year you think hmm well it's been on my goal list to like get out to new york and california to test like right. meet some other creative people and like bring my book like i'm i'm really trying to get a, a solid print book done i just did my first promo so just cleaning myself up going meeting new people yes yeah, i think it's smart to go shoot in different locations you have yeah a different, different look to your book well it's hard because i have the comfort of my studio so sure. you're like so like oh i can just shoot it here but yeah <laughs> pushing yourselves to like try something travel somewhere and also big goal is to like travel by myself all right I've never really done a solo trip before. Oh, it's mad fun. I went to Italy by myself. I've never done ago. it. So that's like... Just get out there and get it. Top of the list. It's fun. Top of the list. Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but get it. I I'm get excited. It. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Where do you want to go? This like... Man, I want to go everywhere. <laughs> like really. Um, there's, there's still a ton. I really 
Big Sur is like oh yeah yeah oh my god I want to go there so bad and the oh, red, redwood forests you got it you got it yeah there's yeah. there's a million places Seattle I want to go to I haven't been there yet all right I'm gonna check back in a year from now and be like Steph did you get did you hit it up yeah <laughs> I also want to go to Ireland and all the places outside of the U S too there's a million places I haven't been so you'll get there well anyway Steph uh, can't thank you enough for coming through thank you and for people listening if they want to check out your work where's the best place to go. Instagram, Steph Larson photo. Perfect. Um, yeah, my website, stephlarson.com. Perfect. I'll link it and people go check it out. And uh, thanks so much. Thank you. So there you have it. That was the Steph Larson interview. Just want to thank Steph for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure uh, hearing about all her experience with everything she does within photography, um, the fashion world, which is uh, this an avenue I've never really uh, had any experience in. So I was kind of interested um, kind of hearing how she approaches that type of work. Um, and definitely go check out uh, Steph's website at stephlarson.com, as well as her Instagram at stephlarsonphoto. Um, always posting up cool work up there and things she's working on, so definitely go give her a follow. And also, like I mentioned earlier, um, she has an art exhibit opening next Friday, uh, January 10th. Um, it's at the Distillery Gallery in South Boston at 7 p.m., um, she's going to be exhibiting some of her Polaroid work that she shot all through 2019. Um, so if you're in the area, definitely go check that out. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, as well as my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.